from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Joe Biden's Department of Justice is now targeting pro-life Americans. Mark Hoke is a father of seven. He's a husband. He is the co-founder and president of the King's Men, which is a Catholic ministry that aims to mentor young Catholic men. He often peacefully protests outside of abortion clinics, just trying to encourage women to choose life, to make a different decision, to know that there are other options besides death, besides murdering your child. But on September 23rd, in front of his wife, in front of his seven children, the FBI showed up. They showed up at his home in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. They showed up with ballistic shields, with long guns, a battering ram, and arrested Mark. They charged him under the Federal Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, otherwise known as the FACE Act. So the question is why? And when you go through the facts of the case, it makes no sense. When you go through the facts, there's so many discrepancies with the Department of Justice's claims in the indictment. We're going to go through the facts of this case with Mark's attorney, Matt Heffron, who works for the Thomas More Society, a pro-life organization. We're going to go through the facts so you have them, so you can share them, and you can bring this information to others, because what is happening in America is wrong. What the Department of Justice, what Merrick Garland is doing is evil. This is evil in America, the targeting of pro-life Americans. And it's not just this case either. The Department of Justice also charged 11 pro-life advocates with federal charges related to a 2021 protest at a Tennessee abortion clinic. Where were they when people were firebombing pro-life centers? In America, where, where, where was the FBI when churches were burnt down? There weren't any arrests in those cases, but you're going to target an American citizen for being pro-life? You know what they're trying to do, just like they're going after people who question the 2020 election to make them shut up, to get conservatives to no longer question elections. It's the same thing here. 
They want you, if you believe in life, if you are pro-life, to shut up. Don't you dare go and try to encourage young women to make a different decision. Don't you dare try to encourage young women to choose life. It's despicable and it's wrong. We're going to talk to Matt Heffron about the facts of the case, and we're going to bring it all to you. So stay tuned for this interview with Matt Heffron, who's representing Mark Hoke. So Matt, first of all, as pro-life Americans, it's horrendous and sad what happened to your your client, uh, Mark. He's a father of seven, a husband, the co-founder and president of the Kingsmen, a Catholic ministry that aims to spiritually mentor young Catholic men. He peacefully protests outside of abortion clinics. Tell us a little bit about your client and the work that he's done. Well, sure, Lisa, as I heard you describe him, I was thinking to myself, chuckling to myself, that if you're going to have a defendant uh, to represent, you can't think of one much more sympathetic, uh, nicer guy than than Mark Houck. I mean, um, we all wish that uh, all of our clients were so uh, such good people and, and uh, will we'll vibe so well with the with the jury. Mark is uh, is a guy. If you talk to him, he's just a kind, kind-hearted guy. Uh, he and his wife uh, raising seven kids, uh, uh, really devout Catholics, no violence in his background at all. Uh, and he has devoted his life to trying to improve uh, the response of men, particularly uh, to be better fathers and husbands. Um, he spends uh, a couple of days a week, or at least one day a week, uh, driving to Philadelphia where he stands up peacefully on the corner outside of an abortion clinic, oftentimes saying the rosary as he was in the day in question and engaging people in, in conversation. Um, and never in his wildest dreams, I don't think, did he ever th- think he'd see uh, fully armed federal agents storming his house as he got up in the morning, uh, as happened uh, just last uh, last month. And, and that was on September 23rd. And I want to get to that day, but I want to start at where this begins because the FBI charged him under the Federal Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. It stems back to October 13th, 2021. He was accused of pushing a man, Bruce Love, after Bruce verbally harassed Mark's 12-year-old son. Take us through what happened on that day, on October 13th, 2021. I know many of them. Uh would actually uh, chain themselves to the door of abortion clinics and barricade the door and so on and so forth, come in and do sit-ins so that the abortion clinics could not operate uh, while they were there. And the the idea was to shut them down for a day or two. Uh, And it was very effective. And eventually the federal government, including a lot of pro-life Republicans, uh, signed on to this FACE Act, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which gave real draconian penalties for anyone who did that, including jail time and and so on and so forth. Uh, It has been really aggressively pursued, both under the Obama administration and even now more under the Biden administration, uh, to attack pro-lifers. And so um, what happened in this case, you asked for a chronology. Here's where I'll start, and you stop me if if I'm going on too long, but um, in 
well, for for years, Mark has been going to this clinic and praying peacefully outside. And for years, uh, various of the abortion activists outside of the clinic, they call themselves escorts. Sometimes they're called death escorts. But various of these abortion activists made it their reason to be there uh, to try to disrupt the prayer, to get in the face of the pro-life uh, people to try to egg them on. And this is going on across all over the country. Uh, we get calls all the time on absolutely outlandish and outrageous activities by these death scores. And it was happening there in Philadelphia as well. So Mark Houck was well uh, known to the abortion activist whose name is Bruce Love. And on the day in question, uh, Mark happened to be across the street from the abortion clinic and he engaged a young woman in, in friendly conversation and eventually escorted her towards the uh, the building across the street from the clinic, which is a pregnancy resource center. That is, people are offering alternatives to abortion. And as they were walking down the street uh, towards the uh, pregnancy resource center, Bruce Love darted across from the abortion clinic and pushed himself in between Mark and this young woman and then failed to get out of the way. And there may or may not have been a little bit of shoving there, but nothing, nothing untoward, no big deal. Uh, and um, and then later in the day, after that brief incident, um, Mark was standing on the corner 50 feet from the entrance of the uh, abortion clinic. Uh, and he was standing on the cor- corner quietly praying his rosary with his 12-year-old son. And was typical of the activities, particularly of this Bruce Love, um, was that Bruce typically would come and then start harassing the little boy. And he oftentimes, Bruce Love was notorious for saying obscene, just vulgar things uh, in front of women and children who were praying on the sidewalk. And this was no, it was just a typical day for Bruce, and he started harassing and saying really nasty things to the little boy about his father. And finally, Mark Houck, our client, said that was enough of that and told him uh, in no uncertain terms to, to leave his little boy alone. And Bruce Love started to walk away, and then he came back again to give the little boy uh, some more harassment. And at that point, Mark, I think, like any father, had had enough and gave Bruce Love a shove. And Bruce happened to fall down. Uh, you can see all this a second incident on a video. And Bruce happened to fall down, got right back up, no apparent injury at all, and uh, went inside and then called the police. And uh, the police arrived, and they, they talked to the parties, and they saw the scrape, and that's all it was, the scrape on Bruce's arm. And they say, there's, they said, told everyone there, there's nothing for us here. Uh, we're leaving. No charges to be filed. And that's the, the common sense approach. That's what you'd expect. And that's where it should have ended, Um, not even a misdemeanor assault under Pennsylvania law. But Pennsylvania has a peculiar provision, at least peculiar to me, um, and that is where they allow people to file what are known as private criminal actions as opposed to a civil action, which is for damages or criminal actions. And so Bruce Love uh, went down to the uh, courthouse and filed a, a private criminal action, and they're for minor infractions like this. Uh, and that should have uh, ended in some sort of mediation where a judge and the parties talk it out. Uh, but on five different occasions, the judge scheduled this for a mediation. And on five different occasions, Bruce Love did not show up. Mark Houck showed up every time. And finally, the judge in question said, well, you know, this is nonsense and I'm going to dismiss the case. And the case was dismissed. Shortly after that was when I got involved uh, because the federal government 
uh, now seeing that neither the state government considered this a misdemeanor assault and that even a lower level judge dismissed the case on a private uh, criminal complaint. Now the federal government steps in deciding that this is really a federal case. And they send our client, Mark Houck, what's known as a target letter. And a target letter tells the person who gets it that you're probably going to get indicted. Uh, would you like to come in and testify? And no, no client in the right mind and certainly no uh, white-collar defense attorney, as I used to be, would ever let their client come in and talk. But what you do, and what I did, uh, was call the federal prosecutor. And I called her once. She didn't answer. So a few days later, I called again. And a few days later, she still hadn't answered. And quite honestly, I'd never had that happen to me before. And so I thought, well, if she did send a target letter, and maybe I'd better, I sent her, I'd better get in touch with her by writing if she's not courteous enough to answer my phone calls. And so I wrote her an email. And in the email, I stated uh, what the law was right in her very courthouse. And we knew what that law was because I'm, I'm a member of the Thomas More Society. And a couple of our other attorneys had been involved in a very case three years previously under almost the exact same facts in which a federal court, a federal judge in that courthouse said, these facts do not amount to a face prosecution. And so I know at that point that the federal prosecutor knew that case. It's called uh, Allentown Abortion Center of Allentown Center versus Sulpicio. I knew she knew about that case. And I also did something typically I always did for my white collar clients. And, and that is tell the federal prosecutor that if you disagree with me and if you're going to indict my client, please just let me know. And I will accept the summons to court on behalf of my client. We'll set a date and we'll walk our guy in. He'll come in voluntarily. And in all of my career, some 20 years after I left the federal prosecutor's office, 20 years as a defense attorney, I have never had a federal prosecutor not honor that. This is the first time. In this case, uh, on the 23rd, um, I got a phone call. The first time I'd heard from this particular federal prosecutor, and she was calling me only to tell me that they had already arrested my client and that he would have an uh, initial appearance in court in an hour and a half. And, of course, I'm uh, not on site in Philadelphia, so it's impossible for me. But that is walking through, if you will, the facts. Um, the facts that have gotten most notoriety uh, we haven't talked about yet, and that is the actual arrest of, of Mark Houck. Quick commercial break. Back with Matt Heffron. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. 
you have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. So, Matt, my understanding is the first time you heard from the U.S. attorney Anita Eve was three months after you reached out saying, hey, we'll work with you on a voluntary basis. I think my email was on June 9th. And uh, if uh, if the initial appearance was on the 23rd, that would be the, the length of time. Yeah. Also, my understanding, the Federalist has done a great job reporting on this, Margot Cleveland. And it, it seems like with what the Justice Department wrote in their indictment are in contradiction to the facts. For instance, it alleges that your client, Mark, shoved Bruce Love to the ground as he attempted to escort two Planned Parenthood patients. However, in the private state criminal complaint filed by Love, he was waiting for clients. Can you talk about the discrepancy and why it's important to the case? Yeah. um, Face, under which this case was charged, the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, uh, only deals with uh, such things as interfering and harassing in order to stop women from engaging in reproductive health. And if there are no women there, uh, there was no one there who was trying to engage in reproductive health, uh, then there could not be uh, a face violation. And it, I, I told you one of these two instances uh, was captured on the security camera uh, of the ab- abortion clinic. And clearly uh, there is no one no, no women approaching, no, no one approaching the uh, abortion clinic for any sort of reproductive abortion services. So um, they have a major problem there. There's another incident. I don't know if the Federalist article covered this or not. Another uh, discrepancy, and that is uh, that Bruce Love said in his private criminal complaint that he wrote out that he was trying to walk away when he got shoved, and the uh, clinic video shows real clearly he was walking towards Mark's son, towards where Mark and the son were uh, when uh, Mark engaged him the second time because he'd already told him to leave the son alone. So, yeah, there, there's some major discrepancies there, uh, and um, uh, we're very confident in this case. These are bad facts and bad law for the uh, the Department of Justice, and I say that with a little bit of a, 
Peru in that uh, it should be the Department of Injustice, as far as I'm concerned, the way they're using um, uh, this face statute to to basically attack uh, Biden administration uh, opponents, if you will, people who are clearly not in line with the Biden administration's radical pro-abortion ideology. Well, and it seems like pretty basic facts to mess up as well, important facts to mess up. I want to get to the day of the arrest, uh, September 23rd, an estimated of 15 police vehicles, about 20 law enforcement officers, ballistic shields, long guns, a battering ram descended on Mark's home in front of his wife, in front of his seven children. Talk about that day. I imagine that had to have been incredibly traumatic for the family. Yeah, uh, I was on the phone a couple of times with Ryan Reed that day. Uh, complete shock to them. Uh, although it, it, in the abortion context anymore, you got to be ready for the unexpected. Uh, but nonetheless, who would have thought that uh, when they when he was willing to come in at any time uh, that they would show up on his, his doorstep at seven o'clock in the morning? Also, I mean, if you really wanted to find Mark Houck and wanted to arrest him. And with the least amount of trouble, uh, probably the best place to find him would be there on the corner outside the abortion clinic where he's known to be quite often praying his rosary. So there's no reason, none whatsoever, to make this arrest at 7 o'clock in the morning and storm in with, with that sort of firepower. I can tell you, I, I used to be in charge of one of the criminal units for the Federal Prosecutor's Unit in Phoenix, Arizona. I was the lead attorney for their Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Unit. Uh, the only time we went in with this sort of firepower uh, was when, number one, uh, the defendant, potential defendant, uh, was a dangerous person and had you know, known pro- proclivity for, for violence, or number two, was a flight risk. Now, think of those two things in comparison to Mark Houck, an absolutely peaceful a uh, religious guy, uh, no violence in his past whatsoever. And then second of all, flight risk with seven kids. Are you kidding? So there's no reason, uh, no reason to do this other than uh, that this is the way they, the Department of Injustice now is willing to punish uh, its political opponents, people who do not fall, fall into the correct ideology. And it also, uh, quite honestly, we've discussed this a bit among ourselves. This is is apparently meant to send a message to pro-lifers, to peaceful citizens. I mean, I I know a lot of these people, and uh, uh, by and large, every single one I've ever met was a peaceful, prayer, prayerful sort of person. Uh, these are not people who are dangerous in the least. And so the Department of Justice now is is being used uh, used as a political weapon against common citizens. Well, and it also seems completely unnecessary considering the fact you already reached out. Why the use of force when you already volunteered to work with them and to connect with them? In my my view, uh, that was not only professional discourtesy to me, but uh, extreme unprofessionalism with the Department of Justice. Uh, if, If an attorney says, I will bring my client in and there's no reason to think he won't, uh, then you, uh, both being officers of the court of law, and we are, uh, then you will respect that other attorney and let him do his job just as he expects you to do yours. Um, there's no there's no basis, there's no reason uh, for what happened in this case. 
uh, other than uh, people who are devotees to, uh, I think, a radical ideology and who have lost their, lost their sense of professionalism and uh, certainly of professional courtesy. How did the FBI treat him when they arrested him? Of course, they, they were trying to bang it, uh, uh, bang down his door to start with. And I should back up a little bit on the facts, just in case some of your listeners don't know. Uh, but it was at 7 o'clock in the morning, which is typical of how uh, you storm in on violent offenders, just as they're getting out of bed. And, and rightfully, uh, just the the Hulk uh, the family was doing just that, and they were just getting out of bed. Uh, Mark was downstairs getting a cup of coffee. Uh, Ryan Marie, the wife, said her feet had barely hit the floor uh, after getting out of bed when they hear all this commotion going on downstairs. And, uh, of course, they all go down towards the stairs, and Mark goes to the door, and people are yelling FBI, banging on the door so much that uh, Ryan Marie said that it looked like the door was about ready to break open. And Mark was yelling, please, I'll open the door, I'll open the door. Remember, I've got my babies inside. He said twice, I've got babies in here. And he opened the door, and as he opened the door, guns, long guns were pointed at him, at his face, and at his wife, and kind of sweeping the room uh, where the kids were. Of course, the kids who had never, ever expected this in their wildest dreams that their dad would be treated like this are screaming to high heaven, and these uh, fully armed 15 to 20 FBI agents and, and XX members also of local police departments come storming in and grab Mark, uh, eventually handcuff him, uh, put manacles on his feet. I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. Uh, and, and he stayed manacled up the whole day. They brought him down to, I think, the marshal's office. Uh, and they chained him to a table as if he was some danger and left him there pretty much all day until his initial appearance. And, and here's another fact for you, Lisa, which just shows what a sham this all was. Uh, they had decided in advance to let him be released without bail. And that is that's that's they call that own your own, released on your own recognizance. Uh, that is uh, the if only for those people you know are not dangerous and are not flight risk. Otherwise, you acquire some sort of bail and sometimes sizable amount of bail money that they have to put down before they can be released from jail to assure that they will return. So the federal government knew in advance. Well, they they knew all along that that there was no violence here, no no flight risk. Uh, but they were doing this simply to make a statement. Well, they made a statement, and it's one, I think, uh, that is a little bit shocking for common citizens of this country to realize that that's what the Department of Justice has come to. And I guess I'll just follow up on that. I was a, a federal prosecutor for a number of years, and quite honestly, in those days, in the 1990s, uh, I was proud of the position. And we followed uh, the established uh protocols of the office, whether or not those protocols had been established in other administrations. So I was there during a Democratic administration, well, both Republican and Democratic. And the Democratic uh, U.S. Attorney, Democrat U.S. Attorney, followed the, I remember the Thornburg, Thornburg uh, document, various protocols that had been established under Republican regimes. We were we were officers of the court first, and, and we were dedicated to the idea of justice. This administration, my uh, contact with it, as well as during the Obama administration, seems more politically inclined. And that's a danger. What are the next steps for you guys? How far in the courts do you think this will go? 
Yeah, the case had been set for trial in January. And I, uh, in all the years when I was both a federal prosecutor and a, a white-collar defense attorney, I never once saw a case go on the first trial setting. But our people uh, tell us that the judge seems willing to let us get this case tried in January, and uh, I will be happy if they can actually get it done in January. Uh, and quite honestly, I think that uh, uh, the defense will prevail in this case, will win. And it may even get bounced out on a, on a court motion. Because as I said, these facts have already been ruled in that very district not to support a face case. Um, so um, either it'll be some sort of pretrial jurisdictional motion, or at the end of the state's case, uh, the defense will make a motion that there is no violation of any law under the facts presented by the government. But either way, there's a, a decent chance, a good chance that this will actually go to trial. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Well, and of course, where are the arrests with the targeting and the terrorism directed towards pro-life centers? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, And it kind of is in stark relief with the way that the uh, Garland uh, regime is employing the FACE Act against pro-lifers. The same FACE Act uh, applies to pro-life pregnancy resource centers. And that is that anyone who uh, uses force uh, to harass, intimidate, so on and so forth, uh, those in even pro-life reproductive health centers uh, uh, could be prosecuted. And as you know, that there have been at least, uh, last I saw, 70 reported incidents of of attacks against pro-life centers, including a firebombing of one or two, and really, really true violence, as opposed to the shoving instance uh, of Mark Houck and, and other shoving instances that the Department of Justice also su- uh, is uh, pursuing across the country, as opposed to those actually rather laughable uh, small instances, we have true violence against the pregnancy resource centers. And as yet, as yet, not a single uh, uh, arrest has been made concerning any of those true violence against against the pro-life centers. So that's kind of a stark, uh, stark comparison. But uh, apparently the, the Department of Justice under Garlic, Garlic, Merrick, Merrick Garland, I'm sorry, uh, has, uh, has no interest in, uh, in employing this law uh, if it's uh, to defend its political opponents. Well, and the Department of Justice has also charged 11 pro-life advocates with the same charges with federal charges in Tennessee related to a 2021 protest. So to your point, it it certainly seems like the DOJ is trying to send a chilling message to Americans who are pro-life. At least a word that Thomas More Society is representing uh, Mark Houck, uh, and that's the group I'm with. And we're also representing at least one, if not more, of the Nashville uh, defendants as well. And that's another instance where it's a, a rel- relatively minor, peaceful protest. The very same sort of thing that, that, that fueled the civil rights marches, the Satragaha, if you will, of, uh, of, Maham, uh, uh, of Mohandas Gandhi. Um, it's the same sort of, of civil uh, protests, civil disobedience happened in Nashville. And it's not, you know, not a serious event, not something that you would go and again, arrest the father of his family in front of his children. And they did the same thing, the same thing there in Tennessee. Quick break, more on the Mark Hook case. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Am I missing any of the facts of this case? I just want to make sure that people can listen to this and understand exactly what's going on and what they need to know. Well, I, I suppose one fact of the case is, and this is a, a, maybe a relatively minor matter, but uh, in my look at the facts, it looks like the uh, aggressor here, the uh, Bruce Love, the abortion activist, may have even been attempting uh in the second instance, to try to get it on camera. Because the first instance was across the street, wasn't on the security camera. And um, and so they don't they didn't have it as, as good a fax on that side. So he came back, and a few minutes later, uh, you can see him in, in the bottom of the screen. He's actually talking with another abortion activist before he goes to harass Mark's son. And that same abortion activist then comes running out uh, a few minutes later. So she's been watching the whole thing. Um, and so it looks like um, that this Bruce Love did the second or or instigated the second instance uh, on purpose to try to get it on camera. 
It, when you help. get right down to it, Lisa, these these are simple facts. I mean, this is not a complicated case. This is it's almost silly to talk about. This is a little shoving match uh, outside of uh, an abortion clinic because uh, one man got in another man's face, and, and that, I shouldn't say in his face, got in his son's face. Uh, that is not a federal crime by anybody's um, anybody's description, and uh, so it's silly that we're even talking about it. But it's being used, uh, you know, the facts are being used uh, in order to try to uh, go after American citizens who happen to be of the pro-life contingent. And where can people go to help? Yeah, uh, two places, actually. Um, Mark Houck uh, has set up a um, a defense fund, a GoFundMe, uh, for the case. And uh, so you can find that online. And then also the Thomas More Society, you can go to thomasmoresociety.org and more is spelled M-O-R-E, thomasmoresociety.org. We are uh, representing quite a few of these people in various parts of the country. Right now we're in, in, of course, Philadelphia, we're in Tennessee, we're in D.C., all on similar sort of cases. And we we represent uh, pro-lifers across the country uh, uh, on other cases as well. Matt Heffron with the Thomas More Society. I appreciate the work that you're doing. What is happening to Mark is wrong. And uh, thank you for bringing this case to the show and giving us your time. Good. Keep up the good work. Always happy to talk. Heffron with the Thomas More Society representing Mark Hoke, who's being viciously targeted by the FBI. Uh, it's a sad reflection of what's going on in America, but it makes sense when you see what the Department of Justice has done and even targeting parents and essentially labeling them terrorists or, you know, Joe Biden going on stage and labeling 75 million Americans as enemies of the state. So it's, it's a sad place where we are, but I appreciate what Matt is doing. Uh, and I appreciate you for listening to the show every Monday, every Thursday. But you can listen throughout the week. Leave us a review. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. And as always, thank you so much for listening. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath. And feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.